TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome to the Two Guys in a Mic Show, TalkZone.com, 24-7, the best in your internet sports talk. Day, night, anytime you want to, TalkZone.com is here to serve your needs. Well, not all your needs, but uh, 93.5% of the needs. Seth grew, and there are a few needs that even TalkZone.com cannot take care of, but we might try. We'll be, we'll be servicing mostly those, uh, those of the sporting variety. We would certainly hope so. We have a slight uh, static situation going on with the microphones. Also, I noticed the TVs are not turned on today. We got we got all kinds of technological problems. What better time to introduce our producer extraordinaire? He is the best in the biz, or at least the finest that our somewhat limited budget can afford. David Olson. David, how are you today, my friend? Fantastic. Coach. Beautiful. Do we have any guests scheduled today? Still working on that. Have we hired any female interns yet? Uh, we did, but they've already resigned. Damn. Try it for like two months, Seth. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. We do welcome him in. He's been a long time since we had him in studio, folks. You can see him if you're watching the live uh, webcast here. If you can't, you're probably all the better for it. Seth Gruen in the house. How are you, my friend? Well, not bad. It's been a while, Coach, since I've uh, sat shotgun with you. Pride and joy of the uh, Northwest Herald newspaper, right? Pub it up a little bit. Yep, you got it. Uh, cover baseball in the Chicago Bulls for him. And for That's the people much. listening out, like, you know, Texas or in the uh, West Coast, East Coast, the Northwest Herald, who and or what is the Northwest Herald? It's basically one of the it's, – it's, it's in suburban Chicago, basically one of the four papers that covers uh, Chicago pro sports. And, um, yeah, you can pick up a copy anywhere in McHenry County if you're in uh, in Chicago or go to nwherald.com, click on sports. You'll see my stuff there. Beautiful. Beautiful. Are you like archived? We can check out some of the old stuff. Some of the yeah, I'm archived. I think up to two weeks you can look at the stuff without mm-hmm. a password. So excellent, excellent. I did Google you, knowing you were going to come on the show today. I did Google you and picked up some interesting information from your background, Seth Gruen. You're uh, basically a fine, upstanding gentleman of the journalistic community, but uh, no question, you do have. A dark side like the rest of us. Yeah, what would that what would that be? I'm not sure we can what do we have? About fifty six minutes and twelve seconds left of sports <laughs> programming. We might get into it. We'll see how slow this show is, but uh let it be known, folks. There is uh, there's a few skeletons in the proverbial closet of a Seth Gruen. Yeah. You ever Googled yourself? No, no, I, I I can't go to that level. I mean they say if you Google yourself, you know, you got too much time on your hands or you're too fully. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't go to that yeah, level. Yeah, but you know what? It's like, uh, it's like sports teams that will hire a scout to scout their own team. You've heard of teams doing that? I they, haven't. I, I didn't yeah. know they do that. Team. I don't think that's a waste of personnel. No, 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 no. Teams will do that. They'll actually, you know, hire people to scout so they can see what other teams are getting and maybe find some of the weaknesses, some of the holes that they cannot see. It's that you have to, in order to play defense, Seth, you got to know, uh, you know, what the right, opposition right. is thinking. I would highly recommend you Google yourself and 
Just make sure you remember to bring your seat cushion as a flotation device. <laughs> uh, 888-463-6748 is the phone number. We got lots to talk about, Seth. You, uh, give us the leadoff category. We got baseball signings. I mean, it's like freezing outside. Middle of winter here. Brutal Chicago day, but baseball seems to be dominating the top. We could go bowls or, uh, we got a pretty big football game here on Sunday at 315. Well, let's, let's go, uh, let's go baseball signings. The colder it gets here, the hotter the stove gets, uh, in Florida or wherever winter meetings are. So yeah, they they got another. The general managers have it pretty good in the off season, don't they? Oh yeah, they got to go. They get to go to organizational meetings yeah. in a nice, nice warm climate. I mean, well, it was like two weeks winter ago meetings. they had the meetings in like like one of us to Florida. Oh, g- general managers meetings. General yeah, managers. General managers. But meetings. now they're they're leaving again uh-huh. like next week for for more meetings in another warm climate. What meetings? I thought it's like another round of the the official. Well, Base summer uh, winter baseball meetings. The, no, these are the winter meetings ones in Lake Buena Vista. The ones Florida, that were two weeks ago. Which is actually, for all intents and purposes, for those of you who don't know where Lake Buena Vista, Florida yeah, is. Where is Lake Buena it's Vista? It's a suburb Florida. of Orlando, and it's in Disney World. That, that's where Disney World is. So, ah, nice. So uh, it's they're they're in, they're on, whatever you want, whatever the correct verbiage is, or mm-hmm. not verbiage, but they're 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 in Disney World. That's that's where they're 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 making trades with Mickey Mouse at least. At least if you're doing something with the Cubs, you are. Uh, as a highly respected uh, journalist for the Northwest Herald, you covered the Cubs and Sox during the baseball season. Any chance you were down with the general managers in Lake Buena Vista, Florida, a couple of weeks ago? No, I wasn't. Ah, I was not. Damn. I was not. Would have been good? Yeah, no, it would have been great, been you know. Yeah. They wouldn't pay the bill. Those guys, no, no. Time, I would have time. to pay the bill, but. Times are rough in the newspaper business, no question. That's true, but, you know, it's changing a little bit, and uh-huh. then we'll see. What some of this new electronic stuff does. Right. I mean, now I'm looking up at the screen here, and a few more dollar bills sent the way. The latest uh, major league star to sign, Carl Crawford, outstanding uh, ball player. The Boston Red Sox uh, pay the bill. Carl Crawford's coming his way. They recently signed Adrian Gonzalez. Well, yeah, they traded for Adrian Gonzalez. Traded yeah. for him. Thank you very much. Uh, and your White Sox just signed Paulie Canerco. Talk a little bit about uh, what you think are some of the big signings and. Uh, Good, bad, or anywhere in the vast in between. Well, right now I think that um, the the early the early off season winners mm-hmm. uh, are the Red Sox and the White Sox. You know, in, in that order, I think the Red Sox obviously added two premier left handed bats, which puts extreme pressure on the Yankees to sign Cliff Lee at this point. Because uh, when you think about the athleticism that the, the Red Sox have in their lineup. The kind of left-handed bats they do. You you need another dominant left-handed pitcher. So you got Carl Crawford <clears throat> leading off, right? Mm-hmm. Dustin Pedroia. Well, I don't know if they'll lead Carl Crawford right, off. Two spot. Yeah, uh, they might bat a middle of the order because really? a lot of people have been saying you know his power numbers are going up and you know you're you're you're, you're losing on some of his production when you bat him higher in the order. Okay. But then again, they could lead him off. I mean, you know, American League sort of philosophy is you lead off a little power because that player. Mm-hmm. May only, you know, may only hit with nobody on base once. So, uh, assuming they lead him off or bat in the two spot, you still got Dustin Pedroia. Mm-hmm. You got Kevin Euclid. Mm-hmm. Our you brethren, Big Poppy, if he recovers the magic that he showed briefly last year, and you got Adrian Gonzalez, who I think is one of the best hitters uh, in base. That's a pretty loaded lineup, and uh-huh. I'm probably missing a couple. Jacoby Ellsbury. Who? Jacoby Ellsbury. God bless you. <laughs> Uh, 
No, yeah, that's that's formidable. I mean, that's 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 a dominant lineup. And yes. and as I said, now the Yankees and and I don't think I can remember an off season where at this point we were talking about the Yankees maybe being the off season loser. I mean, you know, when when you stack it up against the teams that have money, uh, Detroit signed Victor Martinez, who the um, who the Red Sox obviously lost out on, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the Sox went and signed Adam Dunn. So is the Derek Jeter soap opera concluded? That's or over. Is it still, That's it over. Is. They signed him, but signed? remember, he said okay. he was upset with how public things oh, got. Please, but um, yeah, he signed with like a a, a player option for nine million dollars in uh, 2014 or something like that. But, um, you know, then you look at what the Sox did, and they've obviously put themselves in a good spot to win the division, too. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, certainly the Twins haven't done anything of, of, of note yet. So, But, yeah, but you, you had Adam Dunn. I mean, Paul Canerco is just going to see that many more good pitches. So you, pr- you probably I, – I don't know how they're going to work their lineup. I mean, if it were me, I'd bet Dunn fourth and bet Canerco third. And, uh, and as opposed to batting Canerco clean up, and then you bet Alex Rios, so you've got uh, Dunn protecting Canerco. But we'll see. Either way, it makes it, it gives them the power that they lacked last year when they were losing all those one-run games. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I smile a little bit because wasn't it like a year ago the White Sox were going through a complete change of a, a catharsis, if you will? Ozzy Gia was going to say we're going to do it my way, and Kenny Williams was going to say, "All right, Ozzy, you know, let's, I'm going to give you the team that you want." It's going to be Ozzy Ball. We're going to hit behind runners. We're going to bunt. We're going to do the little things. That was not three, four years ago. That was last year. Yeah, that's true. But it, 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 I, I can a completely different team being assembled uh, as we speak. Look, they could they can still play Ozzy Ball. I mean, the only two real slow guys you got in your lineup are, are Dunn and Canerco. And and the one thing people overlook with Adam Dunn is yes, he hits a lot of home runs. He strikes out a lot, Oof. but his on-base percentage is very high, which okay. means he draws a lot of walks. Which is key. So what they could do, you know, and with the White Sox pitching staff, with how great it is, and, and a lot of that could be contingent on how quickly Jake Peavy could come back, but with the way it is right now, with the way the roster is currently constituted, they're going to play a lot of close games. And four, definitely five runs in, in most cases is going to win you a ball game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when they're, play, and when they're playing those close games, you got a tie ball game at the end, and, and Adam Dunn gets on base. He walks while Ozzie Guillen can pinch run for him, which what he like, which is what he likes to do. I mean, now, teams are going to pitch around Dunn at the end of ball games. Now the next question comes in those close games, and by the way, we lead off with a little baseball talker. We're going to get to the Bulls and a little NFL football, NBA basketball. Seth Gruen, Pride and Joy, Northwest Herald in the uh, studio today. Big Dog, our regular co-host, will be joining us via the telecommunic. Phone lines, but uh, the question is, you mentioned a lot of close games late in the game. White Sox has some hitting power now, assuming assuming they do take a one-run lead. Ozzie in the last five, six years has looked over the bullpen and given the old signal, bring out the big guy. The big guy will not be there. I'm going to ask you, Seth Gruen, as a baseball expert, who will the White Sox shutdown guy be next year, or is that a big concern right now? Well, I, I think the bullpen's a big concern right now. Obviously, with the way it's currently, you know, they've talked about two guys really, and the two left-handers, Matt Thornton and Chris Sale. Which usually lefties don't close games, but both of those guys throw so hard that is it um, Sale you, you or Sale? It's Sale. It's Sale. I thought like, it was like Sale. a sailboat. Okay. Row, I, like, row. I like Sale. Sail, sail, sail your boat or whatever. I would argue. Think, think of some song, Coach. I'm sure you could think of a song. I'm sailing. 
I would argue if his name is Chris Sale, his career might last about two, three years. Right? Uh, Chris uh, Sale. That's yeah, not Chris yeah. Sale. Now, just I, I, on emphasis, you go, if, if he's known as Chris Sale, mm-hmm. right off the bat, it's almost like, you know, the reliever with the, with the Fu Manchu mustache. <laughs> There's an intimidate cut. Now, pitching. Well, where's that big For chain? For the Chicago actors? White Sox, number nine, Chris Sale. Yeah, I, it's some, maybe at the end I'll give you my all-name team because yeah. I've really been making a lot of well, additions to Well, you already told to me it. one of them, Jacob Ellsbury. Jacoby Ellsbury? God bless you. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Maybe you can make the cut. Uh-huh. That's what you should do. You should make some sort of two guys in a mic like, all-name team. Okay. You could have, like, Scoop Jardine on there. <laughs> Sounds like some sort of uh, salad. <laughs> Love Scoop Jardine. <laughs> But anyways, yeah. I digress back to the closer situation it's of the Sox. Basically what not, we do on this show, we, dig- we, we start off here and we digress the rest of the way. That is nothing yes. to do with salad. <laughs> but uh, maybe we could talk then about the gluten-free items at, at U.S. Cellular Field. Sorry. Now we're really digressing. Yeah. I have no idea no, I, what you're talking about. By the way, let me throw the phone number out. You want to talk some baseball with us early in the show here? 888 888-463-6748. 888-463-6748. You like the White Sox moves? Real quick, I work with so many uh, hosts, sometimes I forget. Sox fan, Cubs, or both? I, I'm a Cubs fan. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there you but, go. Uh, Cubs fan, I enjoy the Sox, Sox. Moves. But, uh, you know, back to the back to the closer situation that we were talking about. They've yes, talked sir. about putting Matt Thornton or Chris Sale in there. Now, you want, Chris Sale, they drafted to be a long-term starter. I mean, this guy throws like 100 miles yeah. per hour, and they say it's a changeup that grades higher than Burley's. For all intents and purposes, we could say that's better than Burley's. That means his changeup is better than Mark Burley's. So, and Matt Thornton's been your shut down eighth inning guy, and a guy you can also bring in situationally against lefties. So, you know, there's always that theory in any sport when you move guys around. Do you really want to weaken one area to strengthen another? Um, so I, I think you also then by default kind of have to consider Sergio Santos, the hard throwing righty, who's literally been pitching for maybe a year and a half after yeah. being converted from a a position player. Major but, surprise last year. Yeah, I, I don't know if they think he's ready, but he certainly throws hard enough. Um, it would be, uh, probably come down to those three guys mm-hmm. at this point. Um, who knows? Maybe they go out and sign another guy. By the guy way, what, what, when I say I'm, you know, I'm worried about the closer situation, I'm not really worried. On December 17th or whatever, right. uh, December, what is it, 9th today? I'm not really worried about the White Sox closers. I'm worried about getting my Christmas cards out. I'm worried about... Doing the dreaded uh, holiday shopping and making sure I get the uh, end of the year finances under control. I'm really not all that worried about the White Sox closer situation. It sounds good but, for sports yeah, talk, but the truth be told, I'm not that worried. But then, then, then before you know it, after the holidays, it starts the countdown for your four favorite words: pitchers and catchers uh, report. Thank you. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, no, it's pitchers, great. Pitchers and catchers report. Debate. Follow the yellow brick road. <laughs> pitchers and catchers report. Yes, and not in January, like early Feb, because January Feb, yeah. I'm, I'm still going to get my basketball fix in. Yeah. But about early Feb, mid Feb, when the winter is really dragging, you give me a you, you call in Seth or uh, have your one of your many girlfriends call in with a sultry voice. You give me a pitchers and catchers report, I will melt like the wicked witch of the west. But that's a great time because you got postseason college basketball yes. coming. Up. Like to me, we're in one of the kind of the sports lulls right now. Like. No, the, I mean, yeah. not not that the NFL isn't exciting or the regular season isn't exciting or, or I don't like hot stove, but mm-hmm. you don't really have that postseason sort of, you know, the the post the the thrill you get from the postseason. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
No question. No question. 888-463-6748. Real quick, i got to ask you, you mentioned the Cubs, your favorite team. They had one big hole to fill. They filled it with a first baseman. Controversial move. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm swinging both ways on this, baby, as I hear a little bit more about him. Carlos Pena, $10 million, uh, hits homers, strikes out a lot. Your thoughts on the pickup of the new Cub first baseman? Well, I, I don't know how. I mean, Scott Boris is, an, is, is his agent, so... Uh... Kudos to him, but I don't know how you pay a guy uh, $10 million who batted below the Mendoza line last year. Now, I know that his power numbers have been comparable to what he's done throughout his career, and, and maybe Jim Hendry's taken kind of a one-year flyer because he knows the guy comes off the books um, after the 2011 season, but I would have just rather seen the Cubs get cheaper at that position, put Tyler Colvin there, and, and maybe spend the money somewhere else. I know you don't like... I know, I know you're, you're kind of a, a detractor of telling, telling people to spend more money or, or telling people to, you know, how to spend their money. But, uh, for, well, from a strict de- baseball decision, I think the money probably could have been spent more productively elsewhere. And mm-hmm. I mean, you, you want to know what's, what's really frustrating is, you know, the Cubs strike out again. I mean, they, they, they couldn't, they couldn't reel in Adam Dunn. And isn't it kind of pathetic? That the Sox payroll is close to the Cubs. The Cubs make a lot more money than the Sox do. Yeah, you sure about that? Yeah, I mean, look, just just go to a Sox game and look at how many people show up. Mm-hmm. Remember, the gate is huge in baseball. Gate is huge because you don't have mega television rights like in the NFL. And the TV ratings are probably a lot higher for the Cubs too. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. So your the TV you're... contract is worth more. I mean, the Cubs, if they wanted to, you know, obviously they're happy with their contract with WGN because they're seen nationally mm-hmm. and whatnot. But they could have their own television network. Is that something that's made public? How much teams actually make? I don't know if that I've ever seen it definitively stated. But is it? I mean, is Maybe, that something but, you could look up? The Cubs last year, the Tribune Company, whatever, made. Well, so much don't, don't forget, they do need to declare how much money they make for purposes of income yeah. taxes. Mm-hmm. So, but is that that might be, you know, that might be information that you could get because mm-hmm. um, it's 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 a public record. But then again, you can't get how much an individual makes. So, but yeah. ultimately, you know, Forbes out values all these franchises and stuff like that. So, okay. I mean, that's easily accessible. So, in conclusion, a thumb up for the Boston Red Sox. Some good moves. They look like the team to beat. Maybe Chicago White Sox. You like the moves. Your beloved Cubs. Not a big fan. So far, and I mean, remember, remember, it's a, it's a little too early. Yeah. And 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 in terms of how you know, as opposed to bringing him in on a multi-year deal, what Jim Hendry did was smart in some regard. I mean, he plays well. Worst comes to worst, you can offer him arbitration and get draft picks. So, you know, we'll see. And maybe they feel playing in Wrigley Field. With the short porch in right, his power numbers will uh, Boy, skyrocket. 197 batting average. Yeah, that's, and he hit, that's bad. That's bad. And he strikes out a lot. That's not good. And he hit, what, 25 homers last year? So I'm thinking with a 197 batting, the, the kid almost hit as many singles as he did home runs. Well, doubles, triples. Well, not, yeah. I'm sure not a lot of triples. With a 197 batting. Hey, Hopefully you can prove. They're saying that Rudy Jaramillo. Yeah. We'll be able to work magic with him and get his batting average up to 240. You're like smiling a, over there. That because, sounds, the way you say it, it sounds like a brand of Jello. Yes, Rudy Jaramillo. How, do you, how is the correct pronunciation? Jaramillo. Jaramillo. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like Hopefully Lou Piniella. Rudy, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> Don't get me started at Uncle Lou. Uh, Rudy Jeremia hopefully will improve his batting average. At any rate, it's kind of fun to talk about middle of uh, December, right smack in the middle of the football season, as you call it, the hot stove league. Talk a little baseball. It's been hot and heavy. I would think the talk is going to die now. There's not yeah, there's... too many big-name free – well, Cliff Lee. Yeah, Cliff Lee and, and – um... That's the big, the yeah, big that, guy. That, out that's there. that. That's the big one. But Carl there, Crawford was number two, but he's signed, sealed, delivered. Jason Worth obviously already signed. Yep. Canerco. Mm-hmm. Um. What other guys are there out there? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, there's some other guys who could end up All being right. an impact on a team. But Manny Ramirez is still out there. Ugh. Don't want to miss out on Manny. Any of our baseball? Did I ever tell you that in oh. the clubhouse once he called me over? He's like, "You come over." Yeah. And um, he's like, you know, you look like he called me in another room. You know, you look like the, the Twins catcher Mauer. You look like Joe Mauer without the sideburns. So that's uh, yeah, a nice that, little yeah, compliment. Yeah, yeah. I said, and I make as much money as him too, uh, <laughs> talking sports on two guys and a mic. As you got your notepad yeah. and pencil out, huh? You only wish you were Joe Mauer. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. If you are into the baseball, you want to talk to Seth Gruen, covers the Cubs, Sox, the baseball beat for the Northwest Herald. Feel free to dial us up. One hour sports talk show. We got to keep this puppy moving. Couple of minutes till break time. Big dog going to call in in just a little bit. Don't forget tomorrow. By the way, a football Friday. Seth, uh, unless you've been emailing in under a false name or calling in under an impersonated voice, you have not been checking in with your good friends. On Friday, to at least make your beat the small football picks, I'm taking it personally as a, a bit of a slight I'll, I'll have to call in tomorrow. I'll uh, have to call in tomorrow and make my some, picks. What, what better way to spend a Friday? Mm-hmm. You still have the lovely Paradise. 10 to 11. No, Paradise has been kind of laid to rest this year. What happened? The bit was getting old. All right. You think we All should right. bring her? I'll tell you what. You call, mm-hmm. and we'll bring her back. You'll bring her back. All right. Yeah. All right. And All right. for the two guys in a mic fans that have jumped on board, a lot of new listeners, unfortunately, most of our old listeners have jumped off board, but, you know, we pick up one, we lose two. That seems to be the uh, course of action we're on. Who and or what is Paradise? Did she uh, get promoted to the craps tables or something? I don't know. I think uh, I think she's got a significant other. Really? Yeah. But quickly, what the, the whole bit with Paradise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, basically, you know, you, you, you pick three games like you do on a football Friday or but beat who, the schmoes. who is Paradise? Who is paradise? It's the dice. It's that's, a paradise. I'm, I'm telling yeah, you yeah. to explain. Oh yeah, that's what I, that's what Thank I was you. doing. I was, you know, but I, you and you roll the dice and um, yeah. you're going into the rules you, of the yeah. game. Nobody cares about the rules of the game right now. We're trying to figure out who. Basically, a pair of dice yes. that picks Thank the you. games. Thank you. The beautiful, lovely paradise. Sure, yeah. sure. And sure. by the way, I might add, spinning the dice over the years, every bit as effective as myself. Big Dog, David Olson, our old producer, the Swamp Rat, or any of the NFL experts that have ever joined us. And that's the truth, statistically proven. Really? So there you go. Yeah. Spin the dice and pick, and pick a winner. Well, you know, you say those experts, that proves that the odds makers get it right. Yes. Because, I mean, when you think about it, and this is actually a conversation I've had with the Big Dog a lot, is that the whole point of the spread is to get people to bet both sides yep. and they take the juice money. Yep. It's not like, ooh, you know, I think we can get people to bet this side, but this is real. No, that's not what it is. It's getting something right smack in the middle. Yep. As the old saying goes, those hotels aren't built on, uh, you know, with somebody else's penny. Yeah. Right? I mean, they, yeah. they know what they're doing. Yeah. They know what they're doing out in Las Vegas. No question about it. But uh, Football Friday tomorrow's. Make sure you join us. We'll talk uh, a lot of NFL football. And I know Joel, 
it, it, it's a lot of fun to listen to. Anytime RB and Navy plays, he gets truly. This is not something that's false or something he makes up. He's an emotional guy. And just hearing him talk about what Army-Navy means to college football, some of his memories of the game, what it means to him is, is uh, I can sit back and enjoy it. I like listening to it. Sort of like the Jimmy V speech. I hear every year I hear Big Dog talk about the Army-Navy game. Never gets tiring. Yeah. Sometimes it gets better every year, much like that Jimmy Valvano speech that uh, we talked about yesterday. But real quick, Seth, you watch the uh, as we change topics real quick before break. The Chicago Bulls yesterday, they were losing most of the game, but they came back as good teams did and win in the final uh, couple of minutes. Bulls over the Cavaliers, what, three in a row now for the Bulls? Yeah, and, 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 and don't forget the Cavaliers team isn't playing as poorly as people thought. I know they got kind of housed by the heat, but... You know, that's not that's not an awful team. So you know, a nice road win, and the, and the Bulls, what they need to do is prove they can win on the road to become, you know, into that into the conversation with the Magic, the Celtics, um, I guess the Heat. Just they're they're starting to get. Uh, if it was a high school lunchroom, they're not at the cool table yet. Mm-hmm. But you know what? The the guys at the cool table, the girls, they're starting to look over. Right. They yeah. may get an invite to at least have a seat a couple times. Mm-hmm. Their, their popularity is rapidly increasing. And I, and I would argue, even though they didn't play great, it was at Cleveland, Cavaliers, uh, minus who they missing again? Oh, yeah. Uh, LeBron James. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost forgot. Almost knocked them off and really controlled most of the game. But I would argue that good teams pull out games like that at the end, and that's exactly right. what Bulls teams in the past would not have been able to do. This year's team did. And don't forget, they're still getting used to each other. So well, I, I think they're going to be a good team. I, I think I think they're a good basketball team. And we'll see what they could do at the trade deadline, too. Mm-hmm. We'll see what they – because Luol Deng's playing well. Maybe somebody wants to pick up a little bit of that contract that gives them some cap space. Ah, don't trade Luol Deng. Stop it. Oh, come on, Coach. No, 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 no. You, you, That's oh, part of yeah. what makes the Bulls so valuable this year. Luol Deng, mm-hmm. and I mentioned this yesterday, I'll say it again. I always said if Luol Deng is your second scoring option or even third, you're not going to win consistently in the NBA. If he becomes your fourth scoring option, now you're talking. But he's probably their third right now. Uh, I'd say four. Who do you think? Before them. Joakim Noah. Yeah, but they don't run a lot of plays through Joakim Noah. He's a threat. Though. He's more, I he, never more would have rebound said. putbacks. But uh, I, I think Luol Deng's their third leading scorer. Look, Luol, uh, but any trade they make, they, they need to add clearly. And any, why, why do we need to make a trade? Do you think they're as good as the Celtics? Yes. Really? Yeah. Really? Because I don't. By the I, end I, of the I season? don't think that, that. Look, this is the championship core that. that th- this is supposed to be that championship core. They're not going to win. Unless they, they they need to make some sort of deadline move, and they can't do that unless they trade no, Luol Deng. No. Look, Luol Deng's good as long as he abides by one rule: never dribble. What are you talking about? He's a terrible ball handler. When Luol Deng, he, he's very good at taking the ball to the basket. He's, he just needs to finish. He's it at a, the hope. I think he's the, he's probably the worst ball handler for any one, two, or three in in, in the league. He's a horrible ball handler. He's terrible. I have not seen that. I like. I, I don't. You know. I don't know that I see him dribble east-west very much. Which, by the way, is a good <laughs> what thing. Do you, why do you think? Well, no, that's a good thing. You don't want east-west dribble. When he puts the ball on the uh, on the floor, he goes to the hoop. You don't think a small forward should be able to handle a ball? I just said he goes yeah. to the hoop. What do you want him to do? Dribble back and forth a little bit? You know, side to side? No, I don't want him to dribble at all. I want him to I catch and shoot turn- or pass. Forget triple threat, double threat, pass or shoot. 
Never a dribble. He always turns the ball over when he dribbles. NBA full, uh, Bulls fans, if you want to uh, give us a call, feel free to uh, join this particular discussion slash argument, 888-463-6748. We're both in agreement. Bulls are a pretty good team, but apparently slightly different uh, personas on which particular players are the key player. David Olson, by the way, you were dead on yesterday because you talked about at the end of the game, Derek Rose has to take over, and I said, and I still actually believe it, that the more Rose passes the ball, the better they'll be. But I will tell you what, I didn't watch much of the game yesterday. I did tune in the end. He was unbelievable. Yeah, he's great. He's, he's awesome. And, he, that, and that's that's what the Bulls need to be successful. That, wow. Like I said yesterday, having a player like Derrick Rose that can do that at the end of the game yep. is what separates the good teams from the great teams. Did you right. see it, a couple of the moves he made yesterday? It was unbelievable. Oh, he's so athletic around the basket. The only... one, one thing him and LeBron James do is they're so strong, they're so solid throughout, but when yeah. they get bumped, it doesn't take them off their That's... their path to the basket. That's yeah. what makes them so solid. I mean, I completely agree with that because – and, and don't forget, let, let, let's not forget that taking over doesn't necessarily mean scoring, but having the ball in your hand, drawing the attention – and dishing it off. Let's not forget one of Michael Jordan's most famous plays is when he kicked it out to Steve Kerr to win the championship against yeah, the but Jets. Don't you think you can get in the trap of everybody just standing around waiting for Derek to make something happen? And in a certain sense, it almost makes it easier for the defense because now they know exactly what the Bulls are going to do every time. And again, I've been proved wrong in that case uh, more than a few times this year, including last night. And I'll tell you what, some of those moves were just unbelievable. You mentioned... One of the keys, because he just exploded, mm-hmm. exploded by a couple of the guards. The power jump stop into the paint, and then big old Anderson Varejo <laughs> nails him chest to chest, which most point guards would have gone to the free throw line for, for two shots, right? And had, you know, barely even gotten the ball up to the hoop. But Derek Rose so strong. Did you, see, you know the plan I'm talking Varejo. about? He took the hit. Oh, yeah. And, and was still able, and... not even use the backboard, still able to soft touch it in from three feet away, right, so, which if you know basketball, that's not that easy of a shot. Yeah, and sometimes great control. Sometimes when he's fouled to like go with the hit, do a reverse layup action. Yeah, oh, he's great around the basket, yeah. and he's improved his jumper this year too. Yes, he has. It's amazing, fun to watch, fun to watch. Carlos Boozer apparently had a uh, off game. By the time I tuned in, I never, I thought he had fouled out of the game. But apparently a tough night for him, but uh, Joakim Noah played well. Either way, big win for the Chicago Bulls. They're playing very, very good basketball. Now, you've covered, what, about half the home games this year? Yeah, about half. About half. Any locker room insights um, for our two guys in the mic fans? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the expect. I, I know a lot of people like Kyle Korver. Why hasn't he played a little bit more with, you know, he's such a great jump shooter. I think they're looking for him to be a little bit more of a complete player, but you know, that's a great asset coming off the mm-hmm. bench to be able to hit a jump shot. They got a lot of weapons this year. Mm-hmm. A lot of weapons. Again, Bulls fans, NBA fans, Deep you want to bench. check in? 888 I want to see Omar Ashik play more. I do. I think he's very that? good. C.J. Watson needs to play more. They're starting to play Ronnie Well, Brewer. don't forget, C.J. Watson, you, you want, you, you're saying you want to see Derrick Rose and C.J. Watson on the floor at the same I, time. I'm not right? saying you I want to see, see Derrick Rose off. You don't want to see anyone taking yeah. minutes away from Derrick Rose, Yes, I right? do. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I like C.J. Watson. But you just said you, you need to, Derek Rose is your best player. I understand that. He you can just rest. Said, and you he just can. said you, you agree with Dave that what? he needs to you know take over down well, the stretch. Well, no, 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 no. That's not what I said. Mm-hmm. You think he needs no, that? I, said, I, said he I was think Fibbs has got the I rotation said. down. I, I don't think you take away minutes from Rose. I mean, I, I, 
I have no problem with playing C.J. Watson and Derrick Rose mm-hmm. at the same time. I would still argue Tom Thibodeau is getting better. I would still argue as a young coach, he's still a little hesitant to use his bench quite enough minutes. I think he's, you know. Omar Ashik should be playing more than four minutes a game against the Cleveland Cavalier. Well, don't forget. It's a long season. You know, what? here's what he said about Omar Ashik. This, this I can give you insight on. He said that when they play bigger, better type rebounding teams, mm-hmm. he'll play. But the, but the trend in the NBA right now is to go with a faster, more athletic shooting type four, which makes which forces them to go smaller, and then they put Joakim Noah in, you know, to go with a more athletic guy because Ashik is not as athletic as Joakim Noah. Don't forget. No, but he's also he's not the big white stiff that many European defenders are. Omar, he can move. Yeah, he that's true. He's, still, he's, he's physical for. for he still a doesn't look player. European to me. He looks like a kid who like grew up in Idaho. Yeah. I think his real name is like, you know, Ron Taylor. You've been to Idaho a lot to, uh, to know what? I haven't. It's actually one of the states I'd like to visit. Any of our listeners out in the Idaho area, if you could, uh, give me a quick little Bureau of Tourism guide, some places to visit. That's one of the states I've not Go been to. Go to a Boise State game. Hmm? Go to a Boise State game. I would like to. I would actually like to. Thank you very much. Hey, one real quick before we go to a break. They keep commenting, and I still hear it about when Kyle Korver comes in, he's able to space the floor so that when, you know, Derek Rose penetrates, the, the spacing will be much better with Kyle Korver on the floor. That's what I hear, but when I watch the game, Seth, and see if you agree and or disagree, it's not that Kyle Korver spaces the floor for Derek Rose. Basically, they change their offense. When Korver's in the game, they comp- it's a completely different offense. They go double stack. And they run him off of. It's almost like the Corver? offense is yeah. Yeah, well, no, is the, geared for Kyle Corver. He's he's not standing on the perimeter. No, it's, it's screen and move. It's I mean they're trying to obviously get him loose, but that yeah. doesn't mean he's the first option. Well, they're just trying to get him loose to force switching and. But but it's the focus and of the people offense. to double off him. I wouldn't say it's the. Fo- I mean, it might just be what you're. Who has the ball? Just watch. They're they're clearly geared in. To Kyle Korver coming off a screen. And by the way, he's, you want to watch a player work off the basketball to get open? Mm-hmm. He's that's, not the fastest guy in the world. That's what shooters should do. Yeah, exactly. And he puts on a clinic on how to do that. I picked up some really uh, interesting little moves that he does. I love watching him move without the basketball. But you watch, it's, it's not Kyle Korver standing on the perimeter, spotting up, as they said they were going to do. No, it's him running off of screens. Different offense. Mm-hmm. These are the things I observe. All right, we'll take a quick break. David Olson, our producer, we're expected a call from the big dog, a pensive inquisitory Seth Gruen from the Northwest Herald, joining us on the Two Guys in a Mic show. Back in a minute, maybe less than that.
lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. And his co-host today, Mr. Seth Gruen from the Northwest Herald. Welcome back. Two Guys and a Mic show. TalkZone.com. Thursday Spectacular. And I use the word spectacular in the loosest sense of the word. Or don't forget football Friday coming up tomorrow. Our phone lines are open at 888-463-6748. We're talking a little hoops. We're going to switch to football in just a little bit again. Uh, Seth Gruen, uh, at least last time I talked to you, I haven't checked, young. And uh, I think we used the term extremely single last time. Well, we can, Could keep, that that we can keep that term. Okay. We can keep that term. Okay. People viewing in via the live webcast, we may have some... Uh, Interested parties out there? Feel Maybe. free to contact email him, the co- email him the coach. Okay. Mike. Coach, coach will screen them out. Yes, I will. Mike, two guys at AOL.com. M-I-C in the number two. Mike, two guys, AOL.com. Last time you were on, you had uh, significant interest from the female community and also from some guy named Greg, I think. Oh. I was very interested. Oh, we can... Uh... <laughs> we can delete Greg's email. Yeah, uh, come on. Greg seemed like a nice guy. Very well-meaning. By the way, do you like taking walks in the park and having, <laughs> and having picnics? Not with Greg. <laughs> Not with oh, Greg. Oh, goodness. Basketball talk. Anything else uh, happening? You cover the Bulls, but you've watched the NBA set. Any uh, thoughts? Any teams surprising you? Any players you uh, have been particularly impressed with? Well, I'm always impressed with Darren Williams. Be- being an Illinois alum myself, I mean, the way he's just kind of t- – I think he's the best point guard in the league right now. You know, um, i I be honest with you, this year – I haven't seen him play a game yet. Really? When do I kiss See, Utah Jazz basketball? It's on ESPN and TNT. Let's yeah. see. For me, given the choice between you know a good college game or a good NBA game, I'll watch the good college game. But um, you know, I try to catch my fair share of NBA. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I never would have projected that watching Darren Williams play at the University of Illinois. Yeah, it'd be just because I think you know. First of all, it's good for the it's good for University of Illinois. It shows that it, it is a path to the NBA. But you know, Bruce Weber's offense is more motion offense. It doesn't really cater to stardom. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like it's not like some of these you know guys at Kentucky. You know, you give John Wall the ball and let him do his thing, or or you know how how, how Calipari at Memphis gave Derrick Rose the ball, let him do his thing, or Tariq Evans. It, it, I mean, it, it's it, it caters more to um you know numerous people being able to come at you on any given night and, you know, having to account for all five guys on the floor. But if you watch this kid play at Illinois, I mean, first of all, he's a little, he still is. Now, he lost pudgy. a ton of weight. He did. He lost a ton of weight. He did, but in, in college he was a little pudgy. In fact, and I'm going to forget the guy's name, maybe not. I'm thinking Bracey Wright. Yeah, they played together right? in high school. All right, so when he came out of high school, Bracey Wright went to Indiana. Right. Darren Williams went to Illinois. We got the Bracey Wright was the star. And Darren Williams was obviously good enough to get a Division One scholarship. They both played at the same high school, but the other guy was the star. That happens a lot, though. Demetri McCamey, point well, guard at Illinois. I, but it doesn't happen a lot that the second best guy from your high school uh-huh. becomes the number one point guard of the entire <laughs> yeah, no, NBA. I know, yeah. After the one guy being top, but hey, Rich McBride, you remember him from Illinois, the sharpshooting guy? Yep. I, he, he was like the, one of the top recruits in the country, okay? Comes to Illinois, isn't very good. Then you have Andre Iguodala, who he played with. Iguodala is yep. now a star in the NBA. Right, they, got, they played don't, in high school together. Yeah, don't forget, now you have Demetri McCamey, who's a great point, who's one of the best point guards in the country right now. Mm-hmm. Played um, with Evan Turner. Exactly. 
at St. Joe's. And Evan Turner was number two pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. So it happens. I mean, guys are still developing at the college. I mean, and, I, and that's probably why uh, I, I forget where I read, but I, I read somewhere that they should uh, that they want to say, say that if um, or they want to raise the age in the NBA, the draft age, to like after your junior year of college, eh. because you know the reason they do it in the NFL is because guys haven't physically developed yet fully. But um, I like the way baseball does it. You either get to go. After high school or after your junior year, you can go again into yeah, the draft. To me, to me, that's that's. I've always felt there's there's a lot other things we can argue about than the uh, you know social dilemma mm-hmm. of high school kids not going to college and going to the pro. We're talking what about eight kids a year, five kids a year, you know that are being offered a million dollar. Maybe I don't think it's a, a you know it, it's a situation to look at. I don't really consider it a critical situation. I, you know, it, it's not the best. I've always argued if guys are going to go after one year of college or if they're going to jump from high school, it's a free world. If someone's going to pay them a million dollars, God bless them, they can go. But I would like the NBA to institute some kind of educational program for these guys. Yeah, these guys are going to show up to that once they make a million dollars. Well, yeah, the, the team, you know. We're not talking sitting there with yes, uh, yeah, yeah. Mrs. Glickwater and, you know, some yeah, kind the, of... Yeah, the NBA is going to want to... An NBA team is going to have study tables. They're not going to want to go out yeah. partying. There's no both. way that would work, you could Coach. do both. They, they, There's sh- no way. This isn't high, It's not high your, school basketball. Your mind is your box and you're thinking of a certain way. There is a way it could work. Absolutely. There's plenty of free time, plenty of off time, off season. There should be some system where these guys get at least a base... Education. The well, what you can do is you can include in the contracts, like they do in baseball contracts, that like the teams, fin- like like I know the Sox do this, and I'm sure the Cubs do it too, is basically if a kid comes out in high school, mm-hmm. what's included in the contract, including a- after the signing bonus, is the organization will pay for them to go and go to any school they can get into, so they can go back to college if worst okay. comes worst in their career, bottoms out, and if they leave after their junior year, the organization will pay for that one remaining year of school. I like the study session idea. I like it. Never and maybe work. when they, you know, one Will team comes to visit work. another team, like, you know, the host team could invite one of the young players over. And Omar Asik could, uh, you know, have like a study session with who's a kid who jumped out of high school this year and went right to, or, or after one year, or with a John Wall. And the two of them could sit down together, you know, have, before they go out partying, before they go out clubbing, they, you know, an hour and a half of a little educational program would develop a real community in the NBA. Maybe will never work. Maybe not. 888-463-6748. The phone number. Any other bizarre ideals? Feel free to, uh, feel free. Feel free to give us a call again. 888-463-6748. There was a little college basketball last night, Seth. I know you're a big college hoops fan. Duke knocked off Bradley, Indiana. State beat DePaul, Kentucky. Came back to beat Notre Dame. I went to sleep. Notre Dame was ahead by about eight. Notre Dame's been impressive this year. They have. What what happened the in the geese. second half? Cause I didn't see the end of that game. Wow. I didn't see the end of that game. Uh-huh. I had to wake up to get here. Kentucky, uh, 72-58. to They pulled out Illinois, knocked off Oakland 76-63. Did you hear what happened in the first seven minutes of the game in that game? No, I didn't because I was actually um, at dinner. I didn't get to see. And, 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 no, and I could not find it on TV. It wasn't televised. That's true. So, that is true. Dinner. I looked at ESPN three. You're well, going no. out for dinner the night before our show. Yeah, it was. 
Having dinner. You obviously have not written. But, but no, I could not find, I, I first could not find it, then decided to go out to dinner. Ah, I watch he's backtracking. Every, he's I watch backtracking. every Illini game. But what I, happened in the first seven minutes, I know Oakland was up at one point. Apparently, the Illinois could not shoot the ball. They were complaining about the basketball. They finally discovered they were using a women's size basketball. Oh my God. You got for, <laughs> for the first seven minutes of the game. Yeah. That's the first I've heard that. Yeah, Yeah, because that's really little. All the guys are coming back to the huddle complaining to Bruce Weber. And Bruce Weber's going, stop complaining. You guys are just stinking up the joint. And then finally, after like the second time outbreak, they took a look. The Oakland coach said, you know, after the end of the game, I think he said, you know what? We should have stuck with the first ball. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Any uh, real quick thoughts on uh, college basketball? It's early. But uh, looks like Duke may be the team to beat, although apparently their freshman star is um, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, how out indefinitely. Out indefinitely. Indefinitely. Yeah. Wow. So Sounds we'll like your see. social life. Out indefinitely. <laughs> yeah. So there's no time to. He's wearing the boot. Yeah, he is. He's what got happened? some sort of foot or toe injury. Um, I don't know the details of it, but some sort of foot and toe injury and. Uh, it's not like yeah. uh, Chicago Black. It needs Hawk. rest. It's not a lower body injury. No. Okay. That, yeah, they, that's what they always say. If you, yeah. you 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 look at their injury report, upper body, lower yep. body. They don't tell you anything. They're worse than the NFL. Yeah. Kaner, he's got a lower body injury. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Let's go out to the phone lines and check in with a man who's had more than a few lower body injuries in his life, but sadly for him, every one of those lower body injuries has been called a minor injury. Let's check in with the big dog, Joel Redwanski. Big dog, how are you? Uh, doing absolutely fine, Seth. Coach, doing phenomenal, and and luckily, I have a, a, a half Japanese, half Filipino nurse to take care of those lower body injuries for me, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not a bad way to go, Big Dog. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. This is it's awfully good right now for me. I'm, I'm actually feigning injuries. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think I would have used the toe as the next excuse. So I won't be walking around in a boot if you know what I'm saying. I have a broken toe right doesn't, now. Doesn't get a whole lot lower than the toe. Wow, you really you got broken? Way, toe. I broke it two days ago. Wow. Yeah. You 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 have a boot on? No, I don't know. You can't do anything for a broken toe. Okay. I gotta tell you something though. A broken toe much better than a sprained toe. And I'm not kidding. One of my buddies sprained his toe, and the doctor told him at the time. You're, this is going to bother you for the rest of his life. And he came back and told me that. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, I don't believe him either. And uh, I still talk to that guy to this day, and his, his, his toe hurts every single day that he walks around. So Probably should have just had some uh, half Filipino, half Indian uh, masseur just break the damn toe. That, that might work out. Yeah. It might work. You know, he actually did that running on a wrestling mat without his wrestling shoes on. Ouch. And his, and his note. His toes snubbed yeah, on the on the mat, yep. and it busted. It's yep. like something stupid that you never would think would happen, like a college basketball team playing with a girl's basketball for, for seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this does yeah. not help recruiting. Okay. Oh, goodness. That's not their fault. That's the official's fault. Yeah. That's the official's well, job. Where, where, where was the game? At Illinois? Yeah. Yeah, because they were playing Oakland, Michigan. Ouch. You know they're not going up there to play a game. Okay. Yeah, that, so, that that was a big thing with Illinois basketball this year is they give up their home and home of Southern Illinois, not because they're afraid to go other places to play people, but Illinois basketball, I don't know if you saw, there was a Forbes article that it's valued as one of the, you know, if college basketball programs were to be valued, Illinois is like in the top five, partially because they seat close to 17,000 in Assembly Hall, so they don't want to give up a home gate. Mm-hmm. 
and and they sell ridiculous amounts of jerseys, believe it or not, just because of the fact that they're colored orange and it's uh, they they it, it is an extremely money making tool, and they're by far and all those other four programs above, which are probably going to be Duke, North Carolina, and Kansas. I don't think North likely. Carolina was ahead of Illinois. Really? They don't sell out every game. I mean, you go to Assembly Hall, every single game is sold out. Whether they're playing Chicago State or North Carolina, every game is sold out. Yeah, and even if the students are away on break, somehow they sell those games out. Yeah, well, the... So, and then, by the way, I totally forgot, number one has got to be Kentucky. It's got to be Kentucky. Yeah, I think that might have been it. And, you know, Coach, they have 25,000 seats at Kentucky, and they still sell out every single seat. Every single game at Kentucky. There's nothing so else to do one. there. It's it's Kentucky. Yes, not, it not a whole lot of other activities going on in the fine state of Kentucky, and I say that uh, obviously partially in jest. Big Dog, if you, um, as a passionate Illinois fan, a man of limited budget for the last 5 or 10, 15, 20 years of your life, <laughs> have you ever actually watched a game at beautiful downtown Assembly Hall? You know, I, believe it or not, Coach, I've been to many football games, and I've never been to an assembly oh, hall basketball You have game. got to go. I, it's I one of the seen, best college basketball atmospheres in the country. Well, I, I, just, I, I, I completely 100% agree with you. And uh, this year, I was uh, we're planning on going uh, uh, February 14th, which happens to be Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And I'm going with... Uh, is One it, of my best friends who's a oh, Cloudy, who's an Ohio State fan, mm-hmm. and uh, it, so it's Illinois versus Ohio State on on uh, Valentine's Day, and I guess I figure we're going to go to Cam's afterwards, and I'll be the creepy old dude that's going to console uh, twenty <laughs> year old girls that you know, don't have a Valentine's Day. No, you know, there's an old guy who's always there wearing a Bears jersey. We call them old man Cam's. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, he's always there, like staring and. Well, you know what? For, for I, I know this like for one county. day. For one day, a guy in his late 30s who happens to look like he's in his late 20s, it's okay for them to party with those people for yeah, one day. It's absolutely. all right. Hey, he's really living. But once you're there every day, yeah. then it is creepy. You, you is don't, you don't want to be no, known as old man cams, too. <laughs> no. no that was, I'm not even middle-aged man cams. So. Big dog, I am picturing you. I'd like to be sitting back in my couch watching TV, watching the huge Orn Crush cheering section. And I think if we gave Big Dog a neon green T-shirt with big black letters. No, and... no, give me that whole body suit that those. those okay, yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, the you have body. to wear orange. But no, 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 oh, no, 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 neon green. Well, no, why is it green? That's got to listen be to me. Green. I'm painting a picture for you with the two guys in www.twoguysmike.com, ten to eleven Central Time every day. And obviously, you have to cover it up as you come in the state. You sneak your way. Into the Orange Crush Stadium, maybe the first or second time out when the cameras on the Orange Crush, boom. Up pops this giant bald head and a green suit with the two guys in him right in the middle of all that orange. I think it'd be a great look. I, I would rather do that at like Duke, coach. If okay. I was at Illinois, I don't, I don't want to stick out as a guy trying okay. to be going against the flow. Right. If you don't mind, because that is my beloved team. Okay, so. that, that works for me. If you want to pop out amongst the Cameron crazies, that's even better for advertising. Yeah, you, you know, you know, it's. I would love to do it, and I need to go down there and actually go wear the orange suit and do it because, you know, I'm yep. thinking, you know, every time Illinois comes to any Allstate <laughs> arena, they come to the United Center. I've seen them at Purdue. I've seen them at Indiana. I've seen them at Iowa, and I've never been to Assembly Hall. I'm just picturing the big dog with your body wearing one of those orange suits with the balding head. It would be a uh, it'd be an interesting look. Well, what's wrong with my body, Coach? You should shave your head. But normally the guys... Paint your whole face and top of your head blue. Or not blue. 
orange, and you could be like Boo Man Group in orange. <laughs> that, that, that's not a bad idea. I like that idea. I like the look. I like the look. No, no, I, well, I, Big Dog, you uh, work out. You're in very good shape. you got the football player's body. I'm just saying, typically, the dudes who wear that, that, that what do you call it, the full body skin suit, whatever the popular term is now, they tend, do they not, to be of the thin, skinny variety? Football yeah, players that wear true. a full body. Yeah, they're slight. Right. The so I think it. you in there with the balding head would be a great look. Great look. Something different. Who knows? That might give me a scholarship. That guy looks like a fullback. You know, that, that might work. Yeah. You still got some eligibility left? No, I used all four years already. But who knows? I could just change my name. Yeah. Do you have any eligibility left? I do. You played it. <laughs> you played at Mac Murray State, right? Yes. Yes. So I, I could. I will go as you know. And by now, I think I can play. No, my back hurts, Coach. I wear my, I'm just living out the dream. Never mind. Well, you try it out. I thought I was going to get you some credit. I thought I was going to get you a Letterman's jacket, Seth, but I don't think so. Weren't you, didn't you uh, have a brief emphasis on brief tryout with a semi-pro tackle football team? No, they asked me to go, but I didn't go. Okay. That was Steve I McMichael's I, I, team, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. The slaughter wanted yeah. me to go, and I was like, okay, I'll be there. And I was in real good shape at the time, and they're like, well, just be there at 630. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> And it was also the chair. I'm not kidding you. It, it was uh, it was near. It was like late November, early December, and I'm almost positive it was either the same day as like Illinois Northwestern, Michigan, Ohio State, or it was like uh, the the conference championship weekend. So I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not missing those. Uh, go to a football tryout and wake up at six thirty. I'm not kidding. You. <laughs> That's pretty sad. I would rather watch football than play football. <laughs> End of career. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, Seth, real quick, a couple of minutes left. Uh, we haven't got your football thoughts, although I know you're going to call tomorrow on a football Friday, but talk to the big dog. we got a big game, 315 this Sunday. Your thoughts so far, Seth, on the uh, beloved Bear and how they'll do this Sunday? Well, well, the big question right now is the field turf because um, – well, not the field turf, the grass and Soldier Field because I know the Patriots complained about the field um, – the, or the the grass at Heinz Field. So, and we know the history of Soldier Field. So, it'll be interesting to see what they have to say in the days leading up to the game. You, you know what the, the funny thing is is uh, the, that might hurt the Bears more than it, it than it uh, hurts the the Patriots because if you don't have good footing, it's hard to rush the quarterback. That's a good point. So, I mean, uh, but don't really, forget for guys like Danny Woodhead and. And their receivers and stuff. I mean, they're still they're still a throwing team. Yeah. So, I mean, if they if they complained about it at Heinz Field, it means it affected them. Good. And yeah. Hopefully, it'll affect them. Uh, Jay Cutler. You know what I say? That's why they call it home field advantage. Mister Sourpuss Jay Cutler was. I don't know if he's complaining is the right word, but he was talking about it being the worst surface in the uh, National Football League. But advantage Bears, if nothing else, Big Dog. They're used to playing on it. The other teams are not. Yeah, and it's not because the groundkeepers can't keep it uh, together. It's the fact that they let the grass grow out so long. The grass is so long that it kind of like folds over, mm-hmm. and it makes it real slick, and people slip and slide yeah. on it. That's the difference, Coach. Well, the fact that other teams use it, too. I think uh, Heinz Elementary School is having their Christmas uh, party on the field this afternoon, and I believe Cooper Middle School in Chicago is having a uh, school play and music concert on the field this, uh, this evening. Yeah, they had the prep bowl the day before they had yeah. uh, the the Michael Vick game, wasn't yeah. it? They always do. Yeah. Guess what? You don't want, if the Bears don't want that, they should get their own stadium. Because the uh, Chicago Park District owns Soldier Field, and 
That's why they play high school games there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you don't want to complain about it, go buy your own stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't give us uh, your prediction, Big Dog. We want to save that for football Friday. We're going to play beat the schmoes. But uh, Seth Gruen, real quick, uh, your thoughts. Can the Bulls, I guess you, Bulls, Bears pull off, I guess what you would say would be an upset? Sure, why not? I will pick the Bears at home. I'll pick the Bears to win. Very nice. You covering the game for the Herald? No. Ah. No, no. I'm covering the Bulls game the night before. Big Dog, yesterday you told uh, technological expert Mike Moreau, young kid, basically your advice to him to uh, in the field to basically get out of it and try something else. A journalistic guy like Seth Gruen, what, uh, as we leave the show here and got to close up, what advice would you give a young Seth Gruen? Oh, well, uh, I don't know if he, maybe he should be giving me, me, us advice, coach. He's actually getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> Brings up a well, you, you, you got your stuff going on too, right? Yeah, uh, tomorrow too we'll be down at the, the Ron Santo, uh, public visitation, oh, nice. which I town next, and, nice. uh, yeah. be getting a lot of, uh, good interviews with people on the street out there, so I'm looking forward to that. So. Excellent. Excellent. Big dog, thanks for joining us. Football Friday tomorrow. Get prepared, my friend. Coach, thanks for having me. Yeah, Just wanted nice to. Talking to yourself. Yeah, good talking to you. Wanted to wish best wishes to my cousin Robin, who's listening. Love Robin. Yeah. Uh, Thanks we'll get, for having me. We'll get you back in in a couple of weeks here. All when, right. uh, I'm serving my vacation slash suspension. All right. Thank we'll you. do it then. Have a great day, everybody. David Olson, our producer. Outstanding job. We'll see you tomorrow, 10 o'clock. Don't be late. TalkZone.com. <laughs>